Welcome to another edition of Maverick University. I'm your host, David Hallberg. Joining me today is Brother Todd Upshendik. Brother Todd is an evangelist and camp director based out of Kite River Revival Campgrounds. And you can find all of our conversations with Brother Todd in the description below. You can click on those links and find out about our other uh, topics. Uh, the topic for this episode will be building uh, construction. And so, Brother Todd, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having and me. And there's a lot to be said about the camp ministry, a lot of different facets of it. A lot of people think the camp ministry is, you know, based, starts when the campers get there, obviously. Uh, yes. That has a lot to do with it. The games, the fun, the activities, mm -hmm. the preaching, and all that, that goes into it. But then you've got the logistics of we need to build a new building in the camp off-season. And yes. so well, we're going to be talking about the things you've learned, mistakes made, sure. how to, how to, how to, what things you've learned about I love, construction. I love first when people come to me and they say, well, Brother Todd, you have just camp, you have camp during the summertime? What do you do the rest of the year? Yeah. Almost like, you know, your pastor only preaches on Sunday morning and then they're off the rest of the week, right? You know, that's the premise people have about people in ministry sometimes. But uh, there is the preseason, and then there's the, the season of camp, and then there's the postseason. The preseason is taking buildings out of the uh, state of winterization. We have all, a lot of them, the lines blown out, mm. uh, so nothing freezes over the wintertime. So you're putting plumbing fittings back together. You're, uh, you're connecting things again, faucets and uh, and finding out what broke and what has broke. And uh, when you get into a week of camp, uh, and I've said this jokingly to another camp director before, but I feel like sometimes I have a whistle in one hand to play a game, and then in the other hand in my back pocket is always a wrench, you know? So I, and, uh, I feel like I'm doing both all the time. And, uh, you know, I'm in the middle of a game and then something explodes. I got to go fix it. And, uh, so there is a lot that happens. Sometimes I wonder, am I the maintenance guy or the camp director or the activities director? But it all falls under that same category. But, um, at camp in the 15 years that I've done camp work, we've built a lot of different buildings. Um, at Cedar River Baptist Camp, which we had, we, we have owned for 10 years, uh, we started with a lot of renovations from, with a property that had been, uh, um, just sitting vacant for many years. So we gave, gave a lot of facelift to a building. Yeah, we what kind of problems build, did you face? Uh, a, the property had sat for, I think four or five years unattended. And uh, so when we turned on the water, pipes had burst everywhere. And so we fixed one plumbing leak, then we turned it on. Then another part would leak and it just went on and on and on and on. There was hundreds of of uh, leaks that had happened because things were not winterized properly. There was a group in there that oh, that took possession of the property for a short period of time. They didn't winterize it, they left. And so it was just a nightmare. So I had to learn very quickly how to sweat pipes, how to glue, what what is PVC, what is CPVC, the fittings that go with it. Because we had a plumber from our church that came out to help, but he lived four hours away. So if there was something that went wrong, 
It wasn't, hey, can you come help me? Uh, by the time you get here, everything's going to be flooded. Yeah. I kind of had to have know the basics on plumbing, and and that's and and that was one of the immediate needs right away. But on top of that, then um, all the construction that went along with it. So as we got into into Cedar River Baptist Camp, we started with drywall projects, uh, uh, putting uh, a new uh, siding around buildings. Um, we had to figure out what had happened with the pool in four years and how to oh, yeah. keep a pool going and the chemicals to balance it and uh, everything that went along with that. Um, and so it was uh, it was quite a learning process and I'll say to this day, I'm still learning. I haven't uh, mastered any one of the building trades, but I like to think that I can have at least some knowledge in every one of those. Mm-hmm. You don't just call a repairman. I mean, just for them to show up on your property is going to be north of a hundred dollars uh, most of the time yeah. before they even do anything. Uh, so that's just not feasible for a ministry that's sure. trying to stretch every dollar. And we're trying to make good use of God's money in that. So therefore, we're going to have to learn how to do things ourselves. So obviously, your your resume wasn't filled with all this, this construction knowledge when you first started out. Well, what to, sources did you use to to gain this knowledge. Well, to, to, for, to some degree, I had minimal experience. Um, I'd bought a house and uh, before that, and uh, it was in disrepair. And I remember walking in the first day, my brother and I bought it together, and we're so proud of this place. And we said, you know, we're going to do some repairs, some renovations. I'd say we'll probably be in, in here in about a month. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Because you know. I know. It took eight months before we ever moved in there. And we gutted the house. Gutted it. We did HVAC work, which we hired out. We did drywall, insulation, mudding, taping, uh, painting. uh, Totally gutted the kitchen. New appliances, new cabinets. I mean, you name it, we did it. Windows, everything. We had a shell of a house when when we, by the time we were able to start rebuilding. So... In, process, in, in, uh, in doing that project and working with my dad uh, through different projects, I'm so thankful for experience I got in that. Mm-hmm. But there will come times where there's some things I don't know how to do. This last week at the camp, I was wrapping exterior ductwork in insulation and a weatherproof jacket. If you were to ask me how to do that a couple weeks ago, I wouldn't have a clue. And so I had to research all of 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 the pro of the material we would need the mm-hmm. proper installation of that and then uh, the HVAC guys are not available all the time to come help me so guess who's doing it uh, I volunteered so I had to do it it has to get done before winter yeah. so um, it's always good to have a list of contractors whether they can help you or not that they're at least available for a phone call to say how can I do this. I want to be able to do this. And you don't want them to get the idea you're using them and that you're not willing to do it, roll up your sleeves yourself and do it. So I want to ask them, okay, what's the right process? Then I'm going to double check that process to make sure it is the correct process. I'm going to add a multitude of counselors. Mm-hmm. You know, the Bible talks about that. And it's so very important to make sure that the right decision is made because we're dealing with God's money. And I want to make sure I'm spending it wisely, that I'm not wasting it. And uh, so then on top of that, you know, we just can't be afraid to jump into a project and and try it. For the first. You can't just say, oh, I've never done that. I can't do that. Well, 
We have a great amount of knowledge at our fingertips with videos online now. You can find a video on how to do pretty much anything. And if you just take it, click step by step. Okay, I've done the first step. Pause. Okay, now the next step. Watch it, rewatch it. You'd be amazed what you can learn if you're just willing to roll up your sleeves and get dirty. Yeah, so any young man um, who's maybe a teenager, uh, mm -hmm. don't pass up on opportunities to work with your hands, work Absolutely. with a man in your church who's a tradesman of some sort. Yes. Um, and if you're even as an assistant pastor in the church, don't mm -hmm. ever be afraid to say, no, I never. Don't be afraid to say you, you've never done something before. Right. But then volunteer to try to learn it and do it. Uh, a story comes to mind just on that note. Um, I had a young man who came to camp and he came from a home where he just had his, his, his mom. He was raised with his mom. His dad was not in his life absolutely whatsoever. And he lacked in the ability to do construction projects and, thing, and and the knowledge in that. The first day he got to camp, we were doing siding on the side of a garage. And uh, I told him, hey, grab those nails and I want you to nail in the siding. I want you to do it this way, this way. And he's, and he's learning. He takes that first nail and he went like this and to hit it and he missed and it bent and, he, and, and it, it, it went everywhere but in. And he was getting frustrated with himself because he's seeing other guys do it right, you know, and maybe they had a little more experience and they were a couple of years older than them. And he threw the hammer down. And he says, I can't do this. I said, pick up that hammer. And I said, take these box of nails. And, and right next to us was a six by six post that was coming out of the ground. I said, I want you to practice driving this nail into the post. And he did it and he worked on it. it took him like a few minutes to get one in. Yeah. I said, good. Now do another one. Was it beneficial to me? Not at all. And, but I, but but I saw a determination in him and I saw him like trying and trying and he didn't give up. And at that point, I said, you know what? He might not have all the experience, but I know I can, I can work with this young man because he's not giving up. And, um, and uh, he drove probably about 30 nails into that post. And, um, and, by the, and he worked on staff for three summers and he is now in Bible college at Providence Baptist College training for the ministry. And I, and, I, and I have no doubt in my mind that he'll keep going when times are hard because I saw that determination in him when he was just a teenager. And at his high school graduation, uh, before we left Cedar River Baptist Camp, I cut off that post with all those nails in it. Mm -hmm. And for his graduation present, I wrapped that up and gave it to him. And he opened it up and looked at it. He probably didn't even remember what it was. And I said, you know, I don't want you to ever quit. And I told him the story. And he was just—he still has it to this day, but he wasn't afraid to learn, and that—that's a kind of attribute that a young person needs. Well, yeah, all the resources are out there. You're talking about, you know, YouTube, watching videos. I remember buying my house and having to roof my house a week after I bought it because it was in yes. such bad shape, and literally that's what was happening. I was on the roof with an iPad, watching a YouTube video. Pause. All right. Do, do, do. Oh, okay. And then I keep yeah. doing that until I get to a point where oh, I right. don't know what to do now watch more of the video. And a lot of times, crazy. a hurdle like that that you've never come across, it may seem insurmountable that, and you can't even fathom getting past it. But now that you have that skill, you'll be like, no problem, I can do a roof mm -hmm. again. Now, do you want to? <laughs> you got the knowledge to say, nope. I don't really want to, but you got the wisdom and the knowledge to say, mm -hmm. yeah, I know how to do that if I need to, you know? Sure. And you just another arsenal in your quiver, if I could say it like that way, to... What are some examples of some you 
What are some examples of some buildings that you've constructed at Kite River, um, at, oh, even at back to Cedar River? Cedar River Baptist Camp, we built a pavilion, a fairly large picnic pavilion. Mm-hmm. We built a concession building. Uh, we sited um, a garage. We uh, hung a lot of drywall. We built 11 different family cabins. And when I say family cabins, one-room hotel-style buildings, a house contained within a small space. I so mean, it's you're not talking, just a building, you're plumbing, electrical, running water, everybody. Everything, it, yeah. Yes. And some of that we hired out to some degree, but then there came a point where we had to do it ourselves sure. and finish it ourselves. You know, um, we got the sh- um, some of the buildings, we put the shells up. We had a company come in and put the shell up. Then we finished the inside. Mm-hmm. And um, there was a lot in that that... I had to figure out myself uh, and um, and work through obstacles. The blueprints don't always tell you everything, <laughs> yeah. and I learned that out the hard way. I learned that the hard way when we, just this past year we finished a uh, dining hall project at Kite River Revival Campgrounds, ten thousand square foot building, um, and it, it valued and appraised for one point two million dollars. Okay, and we we uh, have five hundred and fifty thousand dollars into it, so we have. 650000 of equity or so in the building. Why? Because we did a lot of the work ourselves. Um, but in that, we hired out a architect. I think we spent $13,000 on architectural blueprints of the building mm-hmm. and all the schematics, uh, all the MEPs. I didn't even know what MEP. Mechanical, MEP. electrical, and plumbing. Oh, okay. And so mechanicals, MEP sheets, you know, and uh, and blueprints. I'm looking at these things. I'm like, I do not know what I'm doing here with this. And then came the hard questions. All right, where are we putting this hood? How do you balance the the flow of of air coming into the building versus coming out, so you don't have a negative uh, a oh, yeah. room with a negative draw? I didn't even know what a negative draw was. Yeah. And there were so many times in that building project, I, I want to go back to the to the architect and say, I want my money back because <laughs> your 13000 did not cover half of what we had to do. Yeah. You just got to figure it out. You, you know, it's either, I, I can't do this. You throw down your hammer and walk away. No, that's mm-hmm. not an option. You've got to figure it out and solve those problems. And life is made up of obstacles. The difference between you and the next guy is when he wants to quit, when he's going to give up versus the guy that doesn't quit. He might not be the smartest, might not be the most talented, but he's got the determination not to quit when hard times come. You're talking about the equity that you have in this dining hall. And, you know, obviously we save some money somewhere, you know, doing the work ourselves. Uh, But also there's probably some context that you've made of people that, you know, may not necessarily be Christians themselves, but they have a heart for a Christian ministry and they Absolutely. want to help in any way possible. Can you talk about talk to us about yes. some stories of people that have come in and saved the day and helped oh, out the yes. camp ministry? Uh, so the dining hall building, I had I'd drawn in the main entrance coming in. There was a hall coming in that led, there was a kitchen on the left-hand side, bathrooms, offices on the right, and then it led into the dining area. Well, I wanted that to really kind of stand out a little bit more, put a little more thought into the design there because it was being to be a lot of traffic flowing through there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I really wanted to add some rustic barn wood 
to this hall coming in. Well, one Saturday I was leaving the camp and I was driving out the front of the camp and there was a neighbor who was tearing down a barn and he literally had the dozer touching the building ready to push it over. And I went up, I went up to him and I said, Steve, hey, uh, I'm building this building back here and I was wondering if I could maybe take some of the barn wood, if you're just going to destroy this and take some of this barn wood and use it in our building project. He goes, oh, Todd, you've been a good neighbor. I don't have to tear this thing down today. I'll wait till Monday or Tuesday if you want to come wow. and pull out some boards and, and use them at the camp. I said, thank you very much. I'll be here Monday. Monday morning, I got a crew of guys together. I mean, you got to strike while the iron's hot. If someone's going to give you something, sure, you can't yeah. wait. And we went up in those rafters and began tearing, uh, 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 throwing stuff out of those rafters of this 100-year-old barn that had been sitting there forever. I mean, you wouldn't believe the crud and the filth that was up there <laughs> and pulled out these beautiful old rustic boards. We took them back to the camp. They still didn't look very good at all. We power washed them down, stained them, and I put them in the hall of the camp there. And um, it was just a wonderful thing to see God provide and uh, be able to make a connection with the neighbor as well. Mm -hmm. And he, every time he comes up to the camp, he, that his his uh, wife's aunt used to own that property. And he oh. says, uh, he says to me, Todd, you know what? It just does my heart good to see that you use some of Dorothy's old things at, at her barn. And uh, that was her name. And, and Aunt Dorothy passed away, but it's like she still lives on almost because you've taken some of this stuff and used it in your building. And it just, it, it knitted our hearts together and it made him feel good to be a uh, help in this ministry, in this camp ministry yeah. for future generations. And he said, you know what? I really don't like to waste stuff. So I'm glad you're able to use that. And he'll tell me that almost every time he comes to camp. And he said to me the other day, he said, Todd, I always loved living around here out in the country, but sitting on my back porch uh, during the summertime and hearing the church people, that's what he calls the people at camp, hearing the church people singing, it's like a little piece of heaven out here. And God has used that man to be a blessing to the camp. And uh, he's, he's actually working at the camp today, mowing auxiliary fields with a big, back, a big uh, brush hog mower of his own that he just wants to be a blessing to the camp. And he's going to be planting some um, crops in the spring. And he said, you know what, it's not all this we're going to use for crops, but I just want to, I want to make this place look nice. So when your church people come, they know we're taking care of it. He's taking ownership in this place and it's not even his. And it's just amazing time after time where God uh, brought us up against an obstacle that we thought couldn't be solved. And then he said, if you're going to just show some persistence in this, I'm going to bring a blessing your way. And I could tell story after story with HVAC equipment, with doors and windows and people that provided when you're just, you know, if you're a person that sits back and say, God, when are you going to bless? You know, he's not, more than likely he's not going to bless in that scenario. Yeah. He wants to bless someone that's actively working and, and uh, using what talents they have, although they might be small and uh, for, for him. And then he's going to grow those. There's a, a man in the book of Exodus. I think his name is Bezalel. I might be pronouncing it wrong, but he was instructed to build the contents of the temple. And he was instrumental in all different trades. The Bible tells us he knew how to cut diamond stones or precious stones. He could sew fabric. He could work with his hands in building uh, wood 
the altars and all these different things. And uh, I, I, grew, I draw such uh, inspiration from him and say, you know, God, I want to be like him. I might not know all this, but I want to be able to have that ability to, uh, to use those talents in the ministry. Well, I guess the lesson learned uh, from this conversation basically is there's going to be things that God puts in your path, some tasks he wants you to yes. do that you don't necessarily know how to do, but just plow ahead and learn and overcome some obstacles, and God will enable you to do that. That's right. Thanks so much, Brother Todd, for talking to us. You can check out all of our other conversations with Brother Todd in the description below. You can click on those links, and I hope you'll enjoy. Thanks for watching.